Welcome back to yet again another episode of Finding Your Mind. I am your host, Carissa Marie, and I'm so ecstatic that you are here today, okay? I am filming vertically for Instagram right now, so if you guys want it horizontal for like YouTube, let me know. Just let me know if you guys want long form like that, because I'm going to break these little sections up for Instagram, so it's not going to be a full episode. There's only going to be some chunks that you guys see over on Instagram. Now, there's a lot of fucking noises happening right now, and my ADHD is literally pissed off. And I'm so sorry, I have to be honest with you. There was a fucking chainsaw earlier today. There's planes constantly. Normally, on my Wednesdays, this never fucking happens. So I don't know what the hell is happening, but that's okay. Listen, we persevere. I'm trying to get, you know, calm down here. I'm overstimulated and things are just wild out here. But this episode, this episode is about abandonment. But it's going to be a part one to abandonment because I literally already recorded this and it was two hours long. And I said, whoa, you can get to the point. But there's so much to it, you know? It's like... I can talk for hours about this because I've been through so fucking much with this, this term, abandonment. So let's just kind of have a little backstory. And I, I want to preface that anything I'm going to say has to do with, you know, um, some type of abuse, um, daddy issues, kind of things like that. So I just want to give you guys a trigger warning just in case you're not where you need to like mentally be right now. And, um, I just, I just want to be nice and, and, kind and I don't want anyone to feel like these podcasts are nothing but a set off so I just want you to know that I appreciate you guys for always supporting regardless but I just wanted to you know preface that so let's dive on in Mm, let's dive on in let's start from when I was a little baby about to be born my non-existent dad I say this because he doesn't exist in my life he's alive but he doesn't exist so my non-existent dad decided to deny me at birth (laughs) deny me at birth. He was with my mom. Uh, I don't want to get into my family drama, but he was with my mom. They were dating and my mom got pregnant. He tried to deny that I was his. And so did the side of his family, his, you know, his parents, whatever. They all denied it. They said, no, that is not my son's. That is blah, 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 blah. And, uh, that all being said, I didn't know that story, uh, until I was 13. I didn't know that story until I was 13 because my mom was, was, oh my God, sorry. My mom was with a guy, my ex-stepdad, that I legitimately thought was my dad the whole time. They never told me he wasn't. They never once said, this isn't your dad, blah, 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 blah. My mom made me convinced that, you know, the guy that was in my daily life was my father. So I got really close to him. But things started like progressing, getting worse, getting weird, um, I'll talk about that in a minute. And then um, all of a sudden, I get there's a knock at the door. A knock at the door. And my mom told me to answer it. And I said, I'm not answering it. It's a fucking stranger. Of course, I didn't cuss when I was a kid. I never cussed, actually. And (laughs) she told me to answer the door. And I was like, okay. So I answered the door to a bald man. A bald white man. And I go, who is this? And she goes, oh, this is your dad. I go, what? She goes, this is your real dad. My real dad. And then she tells me to give him a hug. A what? A hu- I don't know this man, right? And uh, <laughs> he came in, he chit-chat. I don't remember what he said, to be honest. I, I blocked that part of, of my life out. But uh, he came in, he chit-chat. He goes, I'm just, you know, so I, I'm here. Like, I'm your father, and I'd like to really get to know you, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm done. Like, my mental space was like, I'm so confused right now. I'm so confused. So that all being said, he left, whatever. And I was so... So, what? I started seeing, like, people in my life so much differently. I started, 
questioning so much shit. Well, after the fact that I knew that the dad that I thought was my dad wasn't my dad, um, I started distancing myself. And it got to a point where I'm from a family of alcoholics. So both of them were raging alcoholics. They would show home like at 2 a.m. and, you know, belligerently drunk. And I was like, this is so fun. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know what the hell is happening. Well, beside the point, they were abusive. My stepdad was a very abusive human being. Uh, he blamed it on the alcohol or he just tries to deny the fact so was my mom my mom was a raging alcoholic and a latina at that a latina at that my bad so she had an attitude on her so it was just it was it was a lot of explosion in the house constantly yelling and screaming and all of these things all the time and I thought that was normal and I would be so scared though because it was just it didn't feel right it didn't seem right it didn't sound right and uh you know, things just got really bad, really bad. And to the point where um, the abuse got so bad that it broke my mom's neck. And after that, I can't unsee those, um, those images in my head. I can't unsee them. And, uh, after that, they, they got a divorce. They decided to divorce. Well, thank God. Right. Um, there's so much more to my story, but I just, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that right now. But, um, after the fact that my mom has a broken neck and has bruises and everything around her and I tried to fight off this stupid ass man and I was freaking so young and I got thrown and it just it wasn't a good time okay we my mom got divorced and we had nowhere to go we had nowhere to go we were homeless for six months and we lived in a car my mom is not a made made of money and the family I came from is not made of money we are poverty driven and it was a very difficult time for me and my sister and uh, my sister was older than me of course she's five years older than me so she tried to be like a mom and I felt like I needed to grow up super quickly after this moment so we finally got to an apartment that that ex-stepdad that was abusive paid for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they weren't together anymore but uh, in order for us to stay there my mom had to cook him meals dinner so he'd come over and eat dinner Mm-hmm. like a happy little family he ate dinner because my mom was a good fucking cook at the time she was a good cook so that was the arrangement my mom did everything that she possibly could to get a house but she catered to men she came from the same thing I did an abandoned dad like she she's abandoned too so she didn't know any better either. And I kept seeing this happen. She always catered to these guys and put them first. And But I knew at a young age, like, I had a place to sleep. That's all that mattered. But my mom was no angel. She was a recovering alcoholic. After that point, she, she tried to, um, you know, get over it. She tried to finally stop drinking, get her life back together. But she relapsed a couple times. And I saw all of it. Right? And I, I picked up those habits and I picked up not the not the alcoholism, but I'm just saying I picked up the habits of, of giving up or relapsing or, you know, uh, catering to men. Like I picked up those habits without knowing I picked them up. So they finally decided to part ways and I just looked at him with such disgust. Like I could not ever see him as I used to. After seeing everything my mom was put through, everything I was put through, and all the nights, the sleepless nights, the alcohol smelling the house up like I just it's something you just can't get over so I just despised this man every time I saw him I just glared at him my mom's like don't hate him like it's we're all growing we're all no I hate this man 
fast forward to like probably a what, few years, my mom gets remarried to a man I told her not to get married to. Yes. And I know I'm talking about my mom a lot, but this has to do with me. I had men in and out of my life, stepdads for years upon years. And my mom was with this guy. I'm going to just fast forward. I told her not to marry him. I literally was throwing peanuts at him at a young age because I was like, I don't like this man. This energy is not it. My mom didn't listen to me. She started fucking listening to me. I told her this. But anyway, fast forward. She's married to this man for 14 years. 14 years of my life. This man is in my life. And I said, uh-uh. I didn't, I did not like him. I did not like him. I didn't like who he was, what he offered, like anything about him I did not like. And he tried everything he could to get on my side, but I didn't know his story. I didn't know that he already had a child that he abandoned. He gave his rights up to. That's beside the point. He was a recovering drug addict, didn't know that either. So of course I'm mad at something I don't understand. But he tried to get close to me and tried to be like a father figure in my life. And I said, I don't need you in my life. No. I don't need another man in my life. And I trusted my gut. And this man turned out to be exactly who I thought he was going to be. He was verbally abusive to my mother. He, my mom catered to this man every single moment of the day. Uh, massaged his feet every fucking day. Made his meals. Brushed his fucking long ass ratty ass hair. See, I'm trying to get over my hate. But I'm just, I'm giving you a vision. Like I'm, I'm letting you know the story. Like my mom would just, this is his seat. You can't sit here. That was something I could not. Have you been through that? Like, genuinely, have you been through, like, a, a parent, like, well, you can't sit there because that's his. That's his spot. He has to sit there. And I, even at a young age, was like, I don't fucking care whose spot this is. I'm going to sit here. It's a chair to sit at. Like, you don't get to be catered. Like, you don't get to be put on a throne. You treat my mom like absolute garbage. And I, that's how I knew. Like, I, I watched him treat my mom like garbage. And my mom just take it and just ignore it. And so I had to be, I had to be the rebellious human that's going to, you know, talk out. And so everyone thought I was, <sighs> this is where things get interesting. Everyone thought I had anger issues. Everyone thought I was the problem. Everyone's like, she needs to be medicated. She needs to do all these things because she's the problem. Okay. Thanks. Love that. Uh, fast forward. This man just constantly just got under my skin. Okay. He would say stupid shit. He would try to control a situation that was uncontrollable by him. Like, I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. And so, what, fast forward four, five, six years, and uh, my mom and him get a divorce because he cheats on her. He cheats on my mom. My mom does everything for him, like caters to him, like literally cheats on my mom. And uh, my mom finally gets the courage to leave and, you know, figures out where we're going to go and do all these things once again. He was verbally abusive, cheated on my mom, lied to her, just used her a lot, didn't appreciate who she was or what she had to offer. And I saw all these things. Guys, I seeing these things. These men are not good. You know, so I started hating men. I started absolutely hating men because that's all I saw was negative, nasty ass men. Nasty ass. I was like, I don't no, no one will ever treat me like that. That's not okay. Like it just got under my skin. But that being said, fast forward to kind of living in an apartment with my mom on our own for the first time and things just got really toxic and my mom still is a recovering alcoholic and she has been through a lot of mental things and she has forgot a lot of things that she did to me and she forgot that she pushed me aside and you know she forgot you know my sister existed but at the same time I'm going to tell you another story 
this is okay beside all the men in my life that have abandoned me or told me hey listen you know like I love you I'm here for you like blah 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 and then leave or treat my mom like absolute garbage and leave and like it's just I could not understand a different wavelength I couldn't understand that things would be different this is just how life is this is how men are this is how relationships are this is how you know family is it was so fucking ugly guys and no one knew what I was going through. I kept it, I kept it like so hidden to the point where people were like, she's happy go lucky. I wish I was her. And I annoyed so many people at school because of how chipper I was, right? And uh, people never fucking knew. Not, not one little ounce. I kept that hidden. But, uh, oh my God. Okay, so let me just, let me kind of backtrack just a tiny bit. My sister left, okay? My family is a very toxic, narcissistic family. Mm-hmm. So here's another little backstory for you guys to kind of, relate to. My family's very narcissistic and I learned a lot of narcissism growing up, but I didn't know what it was either. Guys, listen, I was very uneducated. I didn't know. I literally thought this is just how people are. And, uh, my grandmother decided she wanted to, um, only cater to one child. And that was my sister. And she tried to get me to go with her, to live with her because of how toxic my situation was. And I wouldn't go with her. I wouldn't leave. Um, apparently, that's, that's what the story was. I wouldn't leave. Um, and my mom wouldn't let me leave, but would let my sister leave. So my sister got to live with my grandma, you know, like my grandma was, you know, well off. She had money. She was, you know, taking care of my sister and getting my sister whatever she wanted as I'm on the back burner over here dealing with an, a recovering alcoholic at a fucking young ass age and getting abused in the making. Like what? Right. So I just was like, damn, this is my life. I have to protect my mom. Even though she's, she was absolute trash to me, called me all of the names, made me feel so horrible about myself, abused the shit out of me. Like there was a lot of that. And I was like, no, I got to protect my mom. It's okay. You know? And so I, I got this, this brain function that, that was the most ugliest thing I ever got put through. And this brain function is the fact that I was so fucking naive that I believed anything my mom said. She was the only person that didn't abandon me. She was the only person that was there, but not there. You know what I mean? But her physical body was there and I saw it all the time. It might've been sleeping or passed out or angry, but I saw it, right? So I was like, well, I am just going to cling on to her because she didn't leave yet. And she used that against me for a lot of years, a lot of years. And she got into my head and, and really manipulated me for so many years and I woke up one day and realized that this is not it. This, this can't be it. No, 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 no. Someone's lying to me. So I started talking and saying about all the things that I've seen. And she tried to deny all the things that I saw. And she tried to um, tell me that everything that I say is toxic and everything that I am is toxic and I need to stop and I need to listen to her and I need to never listen to anybody else. Don't listen to my grandma. Don't listen to anyone in my life because they're lying to you and all this fucking shit. And it just got really bad. I had to take a pause. My battery died on my camera, so I had to stop that. Sorry. But anyway, she just convinced me all of these things and she wanted me to be her like little puppet and her like protective uh, like, I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it. But for so many years, so many years, she had convinced me that um, she can't be alone. So I had to be with her every waking moment. Guys, I was very sheltered. I had to stay with my mom because she had, 
you know, she was recovering from alcoholism and she had anxiety and panic and it got really bad to the point where she couldn't drive anymore. I had to walk to school and if I missed the bus, I was in trouble for it and I couldn't get any, like I couldn't get to school and it got really, really fucking nasty and I asked her to take me to school and she wouldn't do it because she couldn't drive and she got angry with me and yelled at me and called me worthless and a piece of shit and I'm going to amount to nothing. And, you know, it just, it got, uh, I stayed in a toxic situation because I didn't have anywhere else to go. No one was accepting me. My grandma didn't want me to go live with them. And, you know, the only person I knew that I could sleep, you know, sleep okay in is my mom's apartment that, you know, state paid for. And... <laughs> I finally got the courage to start speaking up for myself one day and I got slapped a lot for it. And I said, you know what? If I get slapped for saying the truth, I don't give a shit. So I just kept rebelling and I just kept rebelling and rebelling and rebelling. And then I finally told myself, I need to get the fuck out of here. This is not okay. This is not where I need to be. And um, it took a while. I had to get a job. Um, I went in and out of jobs because my mom couldn't be alone. I'd always get a phone call saying I need to get home and I lost a lot of jobs because of it and my mom was perfectly fine. Yeah. My mom was perfectly fine to live on her own. She was fine but she used me because she doesn't know how to cope with being alone. She's never had to be alone, right? She was always having someone to cater to. So... I just started sticking up for her and saying, well, I can't go anywhere, um, my mom. I can't do this because of my mom. And I can't do this because of my mom. It ruined my life. But I stayed because I cared. I have a heart. Even though I got pulled through the ringer. Pulled through the ringer. And my mental space is the most ugliest place that it could possibly be. But I was still there. Because I was like, well, she hasn't abandoned me, so why would I abandon her? I couldn't do that to her. She was abandoned her whole life. Manipulation at its finest. manipulation at its finest it was the ugliest thing so fast forward to all that I want to talk about um relationships but that is a whole new episode because we're not going to talk for two hours okay it's going to be the relationships but abandonment to me this is just the intro okay abandonment to me has really really navigated my life and now I'm unlearning how to do it And I want you to know if you're listening to this, I want you to know one thing. You are better off alone. Yes, you are. Because I want to tell you something. The person that you are today and the feeling you have today is not where you need to be and the person you are. Because I'm going to tell you something. This is so fucking crazy to me that our families or our significant others convince us that we're literally nothing. Because why? Manipulation, control, all of these stupid ass motherfucking things but I'm gonna tell you something you deserve to shine the brightest you understand me you do not deserve to feel less than anything okay you are so important to this world you are so important to me I'm I don't know you personally but I want to get to know you because that is how important you are to me your mental space is so fucking important to me and I want you guys to know this deep down in my soul if I can get out of it you can get out of it We are working towards a better mental space. We are undoing all the shit that was done to us one step at a fucking time. It is not an overnight thing. I've been doing this for years. And I want you to know your journey will take a long time, but it needs to happen. 
please be strong enough to do that. Please be strong enough to start. Okay. I will see you guys in, um, I think I actually might do a part two for, uh, Friday. So today's Wednesday. It is about 1:30, and I think I'm going to just get one super quick out for you for Friday so that you guys have a part two. So you don't have to wait a whole week for a part two. And then next week we can talk about something different. So on Friday, let's post um, about relationships and then I will kind of come to a conclusion on that and um, just kind of, I'm just telling you my little stories, okay? And then we'll go further in with different episodes about how to overcome abandonment or how to notice abandonment or things like that. So just stay tuned. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm sorry I rambled. Um, I hope this was a little bit helpful into getting to know who I am and where abandonment really stems from so that you guys can kind of you know um trust what I have to say in further episodes because I am genuinely going through this myself and everyone's story is different and everyone's journey is different but I just I appreciate you guys to the moon and back so I will see you guys on Friday for another episode of finding your mind part two abandonment thank you guys so much and I will see you you know it, you know it, you know it. Friday, Wednesdays, Wednesdays, you know Wednesdays, but Friday. What if I just did Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Would you guys like that? Okay, sorry, I'm gonna ramble. I'm gonna stop rambling. Okay, love you guys. Have a great day and just know that you are always enough. No one needs to tell you differently. If someone's like, listen, you need to change this, this, and this, and you need to act like this, this, and this, fuck them all. Fuck them all. Get them out of your life. I'm so serious. Love you.